What is going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Rants and Revelations with me, your boy, Alex Rudinger. Uh, how are you doing? What's the haps? Uh, where to begin? Well, actually, I think the only appropriate place to begin uh, is to give a shout out to uh, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer of the Foo Fighters, who passed away uh, a couple days ago. And I know I've already talked about it in uh, my group chat, or they we all talked about it. Uh, somebody else, actually, that's how I learned about it, was in my uh, Patreon Discord chat. Um, I was shocked. Uh, I mean, I, I want to say he was only 50 years old, and uh, that's pretty young. And it's truly sad. I mean, it's sad when anyone dies unexpectedly, um, but when a fellow drummer does, it's especially sad, you know? Um, so shout out to him, and may he rest in peace. And, uh, you know, I was never super into the Foo Fighters, but I've always loved Dave Grohl. I also always liked the dynamic that Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins seem to have on the outside. Like, I think I first noticed it when I was watching an SNL skit, Saturday Night Live. Um, it's a really old one, actually. It's so good. Uh, it's an Andy Sandberg digital short, and he, <laughs> I think it's called a uh, punching people before eating and literally it's just Andy Sandberg running around and it's it's so good he just like runs up to people that are about to eat food and uh punches them in the face right as they're about to to take a bite I'll, I'll put the link in my discord chat hopefully some of you have already seen it though I went through a phase of revisiting old SNL digital shorts and all the Andy Sandberg ones are like the best at any rate the reason I mention that is uh, in that uh, digital short, uh, there is actually a, a cameo appearance by a, a number of famous people. But I guess the Foo Fighters uh, maybe was like a guest on SNL that week um, because it goes to uh, Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins sitting there eating and they both get punched in the face before eating. And the punches look like really good. But anyway, it seemed to me like... Uh, the face of the Foo Fighters, aside from Dave Grohl, who was a legend, obviously, was Taylor Hawkins. You know, he was always the most recognizable drummer or the, uh, the other most recognizable member of that band to me. And uh, I think it goes without saying that because Dave Grohl was also a drummer, that they were probably pretty damn close. I mean, I can't even imagine. So uh, truly sad and great drummer. Um you know, I don't even know what else to say. Obviously, I never knew him. I never met him personally, but it's always really sad when that happens. And uh, I don't know. You know, it's interesting to see people in the music community talk about it. And, you know, even if they're not super big fans of a band, when someone in that band passes away, it's nice to see uh, the support and everything. So uh, I hope that, you know, everyone is doing all right with that if you were really into their music and uh i hope he's resting in peace somewhere and that his family and everyone's okay and yeah truly sad so shout out to him i'll dedicate this episode to the late taylor hawkins for being a badass rock and roll drummer uh may he rest in peace so at any rate what else has been going on um well 
I originally decided that I was going to do an episode a week, which I'm still going to do, but uh, I couldn't decide on what day. And then I was like, you know what? I'll do Monday. And then I thought about it and I was like, I feel like a lot of people do podcasts on Monday, so maybe I'll do Tuesday. And then I just didn't really feel like doing it on Tuesday. And I was like, you know what? Wednesday will be the day because it's halfway through the week. So I think I'm going to do Wednesdays. Let me know what you think in my Patreon chat, my Discord chat. If you guys, I mentioned it earlier today, but uh, hopefully you guys are cool with that. Um, but yeah, what else? What else have I been doing? Um, I actually got a nice email. I'll start with that. Um, a gentleman named Sam Shepard, who maybe is listening to this, but he wrote me, um, and he basically just said that, I'm looking at it now, uh, he saw my recent Dimma Borgier cover, and he listened to an earlier episode of my podcast, um, and that, you know, I, I basically, it was somewhere I talked about um, taking it very personally, you know, when an engineer or someone in a band asks you to change something in the studio, because when you identify really close with what you do, you know, like I do with drums, you can feel like it's a personal attack, sort of. I, I remember talking about it in an earlier episode, and anyway, he kind of just said... Uh, in a matter of words that he related to it and that he, it helped him kind of reflect. And, uh, it meant a lot to me, actually. It's always really nice to get emails like that. Um, just because, you know, um, I don't know. I, I never really think of me doing this podcast or me doing anything. I, I don't really think about the impact it's going to have on someone else, but you know, it means a lot to me that, it does. So thank you very much, Sam Shepard. He also said, I like this bit, at the very end, um, <laughs> he said, okay, sorry for the novel, thanks again. And I wanna, <laughs> I'm going to reply to him and be like, bro, you don't even know novels. Like, I type and say so much shit that I don't need to say. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to get better about it, but it's so ingrained in who I am. Like, me and Declan White, the guy that's been mixing most of my recent drum videos, like, so I've never met Declan in person. He lives in Australia, but we email, you know, pretty frequently about mix stuff. He's been mixing something for Francesco and I uh, for, like, this side project thing me and Fran are doing. We also did a video for it. I, I put that, uh, a rough, almost nearly final mix of it, but it, it definitely has changed since then in my Discord. But, uh... Uh, yeah, it's so we were emailing about that, and then we also he's been working on some other mixes for me, and then he actually got COVID. He's fine, but he, at one point, like a week or so ago, he got COVID, and he was like, "Dude, do you have anything else I can mix? I have COVID, and I have to quarantine, and I'm bored." So I sent him a bunch of other random shit I had, just cause. Um, and yeah, anyway, we email a lot and end up, you know, talking about the mix stuff, but also just talking about other stuff in general. And uh, some of my emails to him are, like, so outrageously long. <laughs> I don't even mean to do it, but it's just, like, who I am. So uh, I've been trying to get better about it, though. Anyway, um, mostly just because, like, it's not that I think it's bad to say a lot, but the reality is is that time is a very precious resource to most people. So especially, like, for anything business-related, you know, like managers and reps, they don't, 
necessarily, it's not that they don't want you to be impersonal or, or it's not that they want you to be impersonal. They just, they literally don't have the time in the day to like sit down and read like a long email, you know? Um, so for businessy things, I try to be better about, or I'm trying to get better about saying less, or I just call my reps if I need to. I actually talked to my Evans drumhead rep today, Aaron Vishria. Um, I don't actually know if the tuning video I made for them is out. Actually, let me look and see if it is. Hold on. Um, Alex Rudinger, drum tuning, Evans. No, I don't. It's not on YouTube right now anyway, so I don't, I don't think it's out yet. I did see a clip of it. Though, like, they sent me a cut of their editing of it, and I thought it was great. Um, and they they were thrilled with how I did it for them. Like, I basically, you know, I planned it all out. Um, and this was, like, paid work, you know? Like, they paid me to do it. And I organized all the files in this unbelievably neurotic way. And then I mailed them a flash drive with everything and I had already lined everything up and re-exported it and made it all the same file format and put it in order and they were thrilled apparently like they said to my rep whoever was editing it like their creative social media team or whatever was like dude I wish everyone did this when they sent us stuff so uh, I'm really stoked about that um, because they already want to hire me to do some more stuff um, so I don't know if I can really say. I don't really think it matters. Um, I'm doing just uh, the next the next thing I'm doing for him, which I'll start probably in the next few days or next week, is like another tuning video slash demonstration, uh, but this time with a newer product that they're making. Uh, it's these mesh head kind of things, but I guess there's a little bit more to it. Like apparently the snare has like some something in it. I, I got the package. I haven't really looked at them yet because I'm also... Uh, waiting on some other stuff that they're making uh, and sending to me, which I won't say what it is because I actually don't know if they've even announced that product. I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to say anything I'm not supposed to. Um, but uh, that'll go along with it. So yeah, and I'm very pleased to uh, have some kind of musicy work now that I'm home. Um, I also mentioned in my Patreon Discord chat that I had a gig offer. Uh, I talked about it in there. Y'all, you know, if you're in my Discord chat, you already know what it is. I'm not going to say what it is on here just because I don't know who else is listening. I don't know what I'm really supposed to say or not. Um, but I ended up not doing that. It would conflict with something uh, Light the Torch is going to be doing uh, or potentially doing anyway. And, you know, I already agreed to do that tour with them um, or any of their next tours with them in the coming months or over the summer. So I didn't want to do something that would potentially conflict. Um, and I've I've really tried to be good about that my entire career. There have even been times where like I had a gig offer and I was like, oh, man, I really want to do this. <laughs> and then I but I don't, you know, if I've already made a commitment, I think that's important, too. Honestly, I've always tried to stand by that um, and honor stuff, you know, even if it's something that like I've already quit or I've already resigned or I'm not. I already said, like, oh, I'll do this, but I'm not working more for you after that or whatever, you know, um, I, I try to always, you know, keep my word on things and communicate properly. And I think that's important for all you young folk out there. Um, 
But yeah, so that brings me to what else? Okay, actually, before I forget, I'm going to ask this in my Patreon Discord chat. I always say Patreon Discord chat. I forget to just say Discord chat because I forget that it's like not like a part of the pa- I mean, it is a part of my Patreon, but it's not like built into Patreon. It's just a totally it's its own entity. It's a Discord server. <laughs> but I always forget that because um, I don't I don't game or anything. So I don't really use it for anything else other than that chat and then my local Frederick friend chat and stuff. So uh, any anyway, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, before I forget. So right now I got home from tour a couple weeks now. I'm not going back on tour to fill in for this band because of that other thing, which for the record, I'm maybe was a, I'm a little bit relieved at the same time, because if I had taken this gig, I would have had to learn like 13 songs in a matter of like days and, and then go right back on tour until like late May. And then potentially, even if I could have made both tours work, the light, the torch went after it, I would have been on tour again. And it was just like, as much as I wanted to do it financially and stuff, like, I don't know, man, like, don't get me wrong. I was stoked to be on the tour I was just on, but I also spent like, you know, almost two years tucked away in the basement. And while I'm (laughs) mostly still tucked away in my basement doing drum stuff, uh, it was important to me to like, I don't know, One of the things I'm really looking forward to in this period at home before I go out again with Light the Torch or whomever in the future is is just like I want to take care of myself better again. I want to get back in shape. I've already been going to the gym. I've been trying to eat a little better. Um, I definitely put on weight in the last couple of years during the pandemic, you know, and I don't think I put on like a monumental amount of weight, but I'm definitely heavier than I like to be. And it's affected my own mental health and, and stuff. You know, I, I'm not as happy with myself and that makes me bummed out. So, you know, it doesn't I don't really think it's affecting anything else. Like, I don't feel like it makes drumming a nightmare or anything like that, uh, you know, but it's just I don't feel great about myself. And I want to be able to get to a place again where I'm healthy and happy and, um, you know, strive towards that. Um, but the only way to do that is to work out and eat right. And, you know, I need time to do that in a better state of mind uh, than I was in the last couple of years. And although I'm not in that, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about tonight, actually, it was just like state of mind, my current state of mind, which I don't I don't really want to talk about it. But then part of me was like, ah, shit, I probably should talk about it because like, I don't know, everyone that has seen like my Drumeo uh, you know, what is it called? Lesson thingy where I talk about mental health and, you know, in my discord chat and people seem to like hearing about that, I guess, you know, and, you know, I am in a better place right now than I have been in the last couple of years, uh, overall, like I'm thrilled that I got to go out on tour again. Um, for the most part, I'm thrilled. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, and I'm glad that like, I'm just able to work again, you know, but I don't know. I have all these, like, since I got home anyway, and I I was kind of afraid of this. Like I almost, once the tour really got going, I, I was like, ah, shit, I'm liking this. I don't want it to end now because like, I, 
I knew that when I got home, I was going to have to like face some of this other shit that's been bothering me, you know, uh, just mostly like the uncertainty that I still feel like I have in my life right now, you know, and I still feel that way. I, I've been in a, I'm not like massively depressed or anything, but I just like, I don't know, man, it's the last couple of years, you know, there was just everyone dealt with the pandemic differently. But then also for me, you know, leaving Whitechapel and, and that stuff, like I, I one of the things I did both on tour and then after I got home was I finished editing and having, you know, these new drum videos made that I recorded a while back. Uh, I, I did four other Whitechapel songs from the new album that I played on. Uh, unfortunately, I'll, you know, I never get to play them live because I resigned. And now in hindsight, like I feel, I don't, I don't want to rehash everything that I've already talked about. I, I've talked about the whole situation with Whitechapel a bit in an earlier episode of my podcast. And, you know, I said a little bit more about it without going into too much detail. And that's pretty much what I still want to, you know, leave it at because, you know, out of respect for the other guys in the band and stuff. But, you know, basically it bums me out in a lot of ways because I love that band and I love the music. And for me, I'm a very emotional person, despite how (laughs) I play drums and stuff, I guess. But like you know, I connected a lot with their music and I loved it. And it's immensely disappointing to me that I don't get to play it anymore. However, I think given the situation and what what was going on and the way I was being treated, uh, it would have been literally insane for me to have stayed. Like, and again, if you're listening to this and you're wondering like what happened, like I can't, I'm not going to go into more detail, but it was, you know, anyone that knows the situation was like, dude, I'm so glad you resigned. Like, and I feel that way when I objectively think about it, I'm just like, whew, I am glad I got out of what became a very toxic situation. Uh, but it does really bum me out that I, you know, from the musical perspective, you know, and I've experienced this at different times in my life where like I get to play with an artist I really like, but then, you know, and not to compare it to the faceless. Cause like, it's, it's very different. You know, the faceless was because of drugs and this person's issue and a bunch of stuff, but you know, it does really bum me out in a lot of ways. Um, that, you know, I don't get to play this material that I wrote with this band live. And, um, cause I really am proud of that album. I don't love the mix on the new white chap album. I don't hate it or anything. Like, I think it's a good mix, but I, I listened to it the other day for the first time in a minute. And I was like, I think I might like the Valley better actually. And it was mixed by the same person. So it's not to like down him. I don't know. It's just different, you know, but, um, anyway, yeah, it's, it's definitely like a hard pill to swallow. And, again, it was my own decision (laughs) and I'm happy with the decision, but it's just like, it's like going through a breakup almost, you know, it's like you, you break up with someone and it's whether you're the person breaking up with the, some, the person, or you're the one being broken up with, it's fucking hard. And especially if, if you're the one doing the breaking, you know, you can, I've been on both ends of that, unfortunately. And 
you know, if you're the one doing the breaking, it can be just as hard. Maybe not just as hard. I think if you're really, you know, I've said this, I think, before in an episode of my podcast, but like if you're someone that has had your heart broken, like if somebody says like, dude, have you ever had your heart heartbroken? If you have to think about it for even a second, you haven't had your heart broken. Like that's a whole nother can of worms, you know, um, but like if you experience like real heartbreak, like someone you were crazy in love with and, you know, they cheated on you or left you very unexpectedly, et cetera, whatever, you know, that is really difficult because in the end, like, you know, I think that's harder. You know, that's what I'm getting at. I think that's harder than doing the breaking. Uh, because normally if you want to break up with someone, you know, it's hard as shit, but ultimately you have reasons for wanting that, that are a little bit clearer to you and you, you know, do the breaking and then you do have some sense of relief. It might still hurt and be depressing. And I think that's kind of how, like, I feel in this situation where it was kind of like, I knew it was the right move and I feel very confident in that, but it still hurts, you know, because emotionally, much like a relationship, there are still aspects of it that I loved. And, you know, in this case, the difference is it's the music itself. And, that makes it really hard for me. I've never been good at compartmentalizing that stuff because like for me to even do this shit, any of this shit, this whole industry, it's like, I have such an emotional connection with music and it's like, that's the whole point. That's what makes music good in my opinion. So I don't want to like, you know, put up a wall and just act like I don't feel any of it. And that's, it's actually infuriating to me because my dad, uh, my dad is a complex human being. He means well, but, um, you know, I don't know if he ever will hear this, but ability to empathize isn't as high as mine. And, you know, he kills me because he's so business all the time. Anoop and I relate a lot about this stuff because our dads are very similar, but, um, you know, he, he just like, I remember he was like, why are you bummed out? Or he texted me or called me or something at one point. I was like, Oh, I mean, I just left this band and like, I don't know. It's a lot of emotions. Like, and he's like, whatever it's done. You know, you, you know, move on, find something else. It's just, it's business. And I'm like, dad, it's not just business. Like that. It's not like, you know, for you, your life is just business. Cause all you worry about is the dollar signs. That's your motivator is the money aspect of your life. Like, your job is just the money. There's not like a passion like I have, you know, and and that's fine if that's his thing. You know, I mean, I'm not one to judge. I don't give a shit, but it's different. And, you know, it's just hard for me. I've always been terrible at that. But all of that said, like I was super stoked to get a tour and a band that I could work for in Light the Torch like right away, um, you know, and immediately, you know, Francesco and all of them were like, you know, if you want to just join, you can. And and I was like, I appreciate that, but I don't, I don't, it's not that I don't like you guys. I, cause I got mad love for him. I had a great time on the tour, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to just jump into joining another band. That to me would be like, again, using a relationship as an analogy, it would be like rebounding to someone and just doing something, you know? So I was down to work for him and 
I'm still going to, and I'm looking forward to that. And who knows? Like, I mean, maybe I will join at some point, but I also don't mind being the hired gun right now. And I like that, you know, to me, I'm like still kind of going through motions of, you know, what was basically a breakup. And again, by my own hand, and I'm happy to d- that I did it and I would do it again. But that doesn't mean, you know, like, and what when I say I would do it again, I mean, you know, if I went back in time somehow, uh, I would make the same decision. I don't regret that at all, but it doesn't mean it is necessarily easy. So it's a bummer to me in a lot of ways. But anyway, that's definitely been on my mind at varying times. You know, on tour, it was easier to like be distracted just because like I'm like around people constantly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's been on my mind. And then also just like, the other reason it's been on my mind, which is fairly connected, is because of the, you know, one of the reasons that it was so hard to make that decision when I did was because, you know, up until that point, I'd been like, holy shit, like, I was planning my life around this band. I was going to move to Tennessee. So if I'm not doing that, what do I do? And, you know, in fairly short order after everything after I resigned, I, it's like, I got this offer and I'm went out with, you know, knew I was going to be going out with light the torch. So at that point I was like, okay, well, I don't really know what I'm going to do big picture, but thankfully I have like, like big picture with my house hunting and all that stuff. But thankfully I have, you know, this other gig, it's a couple months away still. So I've been through a lot, a lot to think about. I'm just going to give myself time to not think about it and I'll get ready to go on like the first tour I've done in two fucking years because of the pandemic I'll just focus on that you know and uh I did you know that's I decided I wasn't gonna stress before the tour um about you know where I'd live and stuff in the year to come and all that shit um but you know I knew that after I got home from the tour I'd have to be like okay what am I going to do now? And that's kind of where I'm at, you know, because it's like, I don't really know what to do. Part of me is literally like, I should just move somewhere random as shit. Like I should just move to like Iowa or some, something Montana or some shit. I don't know. Because I don't know. Part of me likes that idea. Like the one thing I actually, I don't, I don't want this to sound wrong, but I have lived in Frederick my whole life, Frederick, Maryland, and I love it here. But what I don't always love is that I feel like every time I go anywhere, I see people I know or knew from years past. And I don't know, that bothers me in some capacity. Uh, I don't even know why. I don't know what it is. I, I don't. It's just like I know that's probably sounds really petty, but I'm just being honest. I don't know. I just don't always want to see people or make small talk. And I don't know, man. I'm so fucking weird. I don't know. It's like I I never used to be that antisocial and now I am. It's so like, I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, I sometimes I'm like, dude, maybe I should just move somewhere altogether new and just kind of start over, you know, in terms of like meeting people and shit like that. You know, I mean, I'll always have and love my friends and family around here, but I don't know. Sometimes that sounds appealing to me, you know, but, uh, you know, at the same time, frankly, nothing is cheap right now. Like the housing market is fucking insane everywhere. And here especially it still is. And people keep saying to me like, dude, 
wait a little longer, like, you know, all this shit going on in Russia and the Ukraine and like gas prices, like the housing market's going to flip again. And like, it's going to be a buyer's market and just wait a little longer. And I get that, but fuck guys, I'm 30 years old. I am living in the same basement that I grew up in. And I'm so thankful that I even have that as an option, but I just want my own space like desperately. And, uh, I'm also kind of like right now because I'm I've taken on so much from, you know, my I know I've talked about it a little bit, but my mother's financial situation changed and her job changed during the pandemic and all this shit. And for us to be able to stay here, I'm paying a lot more than I used to. And it's like I think I would actually spend less money monthly if I had a mortgage or something. So. Part of me is just like, I, I really want to figure this out, but I can't just do it overnight. And, you know, so I don't know. That's especially because I don't know where to fucking go. Like, I don't know where to look. I definitely cannot afford this area. I don't know. So it's like I had this plan with the Tennessee thing, and obviously that changed. When I left Whitechapel, I decided I wasn't going to move there. So now I'm just kind of like, I don't know what to do. And I'm still just kind of in that state of mind, you know, um, I'm trying to keep busy and I, I'm trying to be like, tell, remind myself to fucking chill and, you know, don't expect it to happen overnight, but it just sucks. Like two fucking years. I feel like I was stuck because of the pandemic and everything for everyone was up in the air. But for me, it happened at like a time where I just, I don't know, I was reaching like the end of my threshold for like willingly feeling okay about living at home <laughs> shit. So I'm just like, fuck. I don't know. So that's been very upsetting and stressful for me, especially because I'm also like, I don't know, man, I don't like trying to date when like I'm living in the fucking basement at my fucking mom's house. I love it here and I love my mom, but come on. Like, I don't know. So my personal life is also kind of in shambles, but whatever. Like, that's more on me. Like I could date people, you know, I just like, I feel weird about it. So I don't know. That's definitely been getting me down for sure. Uh, all of that, um, the uncertainty in life and, uh, shit at the beginning, I think I said I was going to ask something before I forgot. And then I totally forgot to ask what I was going to ask, but I will remember. So I'll come back to that. Uh, side note on that. Oh, you know what? I'll just tangent off on that and then I'll come back. Okay. So if you're in my discord chat, uh, I've been working on some new material for, on drums, like just some new drum video shit, like a black Dahlia murder cover. Cause I got some stems from one of their albums and a couple other things, blah, blah, blah. But other than that stuff, I'm, you know, that stuff is just songs I'm working on. And I've also been, you know, now that I'm home and I'm not on tour and I can actually drum at my leisure, I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I should like, I don't know, like I can actually work on my improv a bit, which is shit right now. I mean, it's not like, I don't know, it's not like the worst thing ever, but it's like, I definitely, especially after a tour when you've literally like played nothing but the same thing every night for six weeks or whatever. Uh, I always feel like even worse about my improv because like there are certain fills or things I won't even do for that length of time because like the only time I can really jam on the kit on tour is maybe for a minute at soundcheck and most likely not even that because like somebody will be like, Rudy, shut up. I'm trying to tune the PA or I'm trying to get the level of the bass or whatever. So 
now that I'm home, I also want to like kind of explore working on some of that again. Um, I have a book of my own that I like have written out tons of stickings in and shit like that over the years and, uh, different, you know, fills and patterns or stuff like that. So I've kind of been revisiting some of those and being like, Oh yeah, this, I haven't thought about this one in six weeks or two months or whatever. Um, but I wanted to ask if anyone in my discord, feel free to message me on there or just talk it, talk about it in the general chat or drum things, sub chat or whatever the hell it's all called. Um, but I want to buy a couple books and work out of them. And I was wondering if anyone had any books, I'm talking like more modern books, like, I wonder, I'm going to look up like if Annika Niles has a book or maybe Benny Greb, something like that. Something that I just want to like work on that's like stylistically uh, a little bit out of left field for like what I do. But just to, that's exactly why I want to do it. I just want to, you know, work out of a book that somebody put out that kind of is like different perspective than what I usually do, you know, um, just for fun, really. And to try and keep challenging myself, which I'm always kind of obsessively and weirdly semi-masochistically trying to do. So, um, yeah, like if anyone in my Discord or anyone, feel free to email me, alexrudinger at gmail.com. If you have a good recommendation, I'll uh, look into it for sure. Um, because, you know, for the most part on my own, when I'm just like working on music, you know, learning compositions is one thing. And I love doing that. Like, I totally love it. But during my time in Good Tiger, I did feel like, in general, my vocabulary and my confidence in terms of being able to improvise and jam out on the kit uh, went up significantly because I had so much more time to work on that kind of thing. Like, I didn't have to just, like, worry about my speed chops and stuff. Um, yeah. So, you know, and I kind of, when I got the Whitechapel gig, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to kind of go into overdrive mode with focusing more on the speed and physicality of this again. Uh and I'm still going to, I, I want to keep some of that, you know, still like, I don't want to like, I don't, I feel like I never really like totally lost it, but there's like another, there's like a certain threshold when you, when you know, like you have to be able to do it night after night on tour consistently. Like for me, that's, it's different, you know, than being able to just like warm up really well after a good night's sleep and doing it for a drum video or two in my own home studio basement, you know, in my own comfort zone, you know, being able to like confidently do it on tour is, is another matter. And that takes like a certain level of conditioning, but you know, so I still want to like do cool metal drum videos. I mean, shit, I'm learning a black Dahlia murder song right now, but you know, I also like feel like less, like I have to stress about it less. I don't have to you know, think about, oh, okay, I'm going on tour in two months or in a month to do a bunch of fucking blast beats. And that might happen again. Sure. You know, I, I don't, who knows? I don't know what the future holds in terms of me and touring, but I do know like, well, other than I'm definitely going out with light the torch again on whatever they have next, but, uh, you know, past that, I, who knows? And, you know, but for now I don't have anything crazy blasty coming up. So, you know, I can like kind of take some of my energy and do some other stuff with it. And I, you know, want to do that. So if anyone has any recommendations on books, uh, please email me or talk about it in the discord chat. That sounds tight. Um, I haven't even really looked into it yet, but I need to. So, um, but yeah, uh, what else am I thinking about? I don't even know. I don't know, man. You know, it's, uh, 
it's a frustrating time. I feel like this generation for trying to be a homeowner, dude, I watched a bunch of videos like of people that take like, you know, box trucks and like convert them into a home. And I look at that shit and I'm like, dude, that's perfect. Like I don't need much. I will live in a fucking box truck. That's super sick. In fact, there's one, hold on. I think I bookmarked it. Uh, there was one I found that I really liked. Hey guys. Oh my God. That was loud as all fucking shit. That scared me. Jesus. Um, didn't mean my, for my volume to be up, uh, that high. Uh, (laughs) God. Um, I found this one. Yeah, this is the video. It's, I'll put it in my discord chat. Um, yeah, this one was sick. I was like, yo, this is dope as hell, man. Like, it, it's a great conversion. I'm, I do really like this whole concept. But it also, you know, the thing I, the reason I would never do it probably is because of drums. And that's my one thing is I'm like, dude, in terms of like my living space, I don't even want much. And I, I don't want kids and I don't want, you know, I'm not dating anyone right now. That would be sick, you know, but it's just like I want space to be able to drum. So, you know, that's unfortunately why it won't work. But then part of me is like, huh, maybe I could like, I don't know, buy a random ass building and play drum. I don't know. But everything's so expensive. Fuck, man. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just going to rant in circles if I keep talking about that shit. But um, I do also like watching this kind of like tiny house conversion thing with like, especially doing it in like a movable thing, like a box truck or something, just because I'm fascinated by building stuff. And, you know, I'm into that. So, like, I, I like the idea of like working with my hands to build something and blah, 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 blah. So yeah. But, uh, I don't know, man. Otherwise, like, uh, it's, it's just been, I just have weird feelings, uh, in general right now in terms of like what's next. Cause you know, like, again, I I'm happy genuinely that I, like, I know I made the right decision leaving Whitechapel, but the inconsistency of, you know, not, you know, it's like, dude, I was fucking planning life around it, you know? So it's just like, you kind of have to regroup. And for me, I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm just such a sensitive person that it takes me longer than the average person to like, I don't know, recover from something, you know, like to, to move past something. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that that is kind of true for me. Like I'm, I'm a sensitive ass guy. I, I am a punk ass bitch, which is an expression I've heard people say in a, <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't actually think of myself as a punk ass bitch, but I think it's funny, <laughs> but I'm very sensitive and I'm, I know that. And, uh, you know, sometimes I do have to like focus on being more objective, but it's hard, you know, um, for me. So anyway, but yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of uncertainty and I I think for most people there is, uh, but you know, I don't know. It's scary right now too, just because like, yeah, touring is starting to come back, but so many people that like, aren't actually touring musicians are like, yeah, everything's back to normal, like cool going to shows. And it's like, uh, hold up, let's back up a minute. Maybe for you, but we still aren't going to go to Europe anytime soon. Nobody is really. There's like, and then people are like, well, I think ghost is on tour in Europe or some, it's like, okay, yeah, the biggest band ever, you know, the huge bands. Sure. But 
everyone else, no one's doing it yet. And no one's really sure when we're going to do it. And that's a huge market that, you know, you can only tour in the U.S. so often. There's all kinds of politics involved. So there's a radius clause. You can't like you can't just like tour the same markets over and over again and oversaturate them. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't know, man, like. It's like if we can't go to Europe, it's just like, well, shit, that's a whole market. So I don't know. That scares me, too, where I'm just like, uh, things aren't really normal again yet. And how long is it going to be until they are? But again, it's like a control thing, I think, because all of that is just out of my control. So I think I need to like, I don't know. There's been a part of me that's like, I need to do something that's not even music related. Like, I need to like get a job doing something else. Like, I don't even want to do that. But like part of me is just like I need something like part time to like give myself like a sense of security right now because I feel like there is none right now in terms of like my future, you know, and that might sound extreme, but it's definitely like how I feel when I say it out loud. It does sound a little over the top. So, you know, as embarrassing as it might be to say some of this out loud, it helps me. So. I don't know, you know, because I mean, right now I do okay with like Patreon, online sales, very occasional lessons. I haven't started doing lessons again since I got home. Um, but then obviously with the, that was the first tour I did back, which is money for me. That's income. And then, you know, doing stuff, just random odd jobs between all that. And then like royalties for different things and blah, 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 blah. That's pretty much how I make my income. But in the last few years, it was, you know, mainly touring and, and up until COVID hit. So without that being as consistent and I don't know, it's just like a stressful thing. So I think I just need to chill a bit, but it's just difficult for me to chill. I'm so bad at chilling, guys. How do people chill? Like, I don't know. Craig Reynolds thinks I should start microdosing mushrooms, which I'm actually like not completely opposed to. Um, I've heard a lot of like medical benefits of microdosing, but like, dude, I am so sensitive to like even just THC that like with microdosing, I'd be like, I've never done shrooms. I'm not a person that does well on any kind of like anything like that. The only reason I would consider microdosing mushrooms is because I've read some about it. It seems like medically it's a great thing. And if you do it right, if you do it right, supposedly like it's not gonna, you're not gonna trip, you know, that's not the, the point of it, the way I would want to use it. Um, but it scares the shit out of me too. Uh, just cause like, I don't have any experience dealing with those types of drugs. So I have no idea if I'm going to do it, but Craig, I guess had done it recently and he really felt like it kind of reset his brain chemistry in a good way uh, and kind of helped him shift perspective on things. And, um, yeah, I don't know. That might be something worth looking into at some point, but, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just been a kooky couple of years and I don't know. I'm trying to just take it a day at a time, but you know, it's hard for me for sure. Um, I've always been a planner and uh, I have to remind myself lately to try and stay more in the moment. But it's hard when like on an average day, my mom has been home a lot lately. Thank, and I don't mean to sound terrible when I say this, but thank God she's going back to the, uh, so her husband lives in Annapolis. I don't think, I don't know if I've talked about that. It's a long story, but basically I'm going to be here by myself for a couple weeks again. That's usually how it is. Like every other couple weeks, I am kind of here alone. And, uh, 
that's I'm looking forward to that just because like right, I just wish I had more privacy. I mean, I have my own space down here, but I don't feel alone. I always feel terrible when I know like my mother's working on her own shit. She works uh, remotely now and it's like she's like above me in the house while I'm like drumming <laughs> and I'm like 30 years old and I feel like a fucking kid. I'm like, dude, I don't want to feel like I'm annoying my mom when I'm trying to work myself like. And even though she says, like, oh, I'm not annoyed. And that's the thing. Lately, I've had to, like, keep reminding myself because she's been here. I'm like, okay, she says she's not annoyed. I got to fucking accept that and not be like, Ugh, you know. But so I've been actually this week. I was a little bit better about it. I was like, hey, I'm not bothering her. She says it's fine. Although I know my mother and I'm pretty sure it probably is bothering her sometimes. She's just too damn nice to tell me. She said it's fine, so I just got to take her out of word and fucking, you know, ignore my feelings and just fucking practice drums and not feel guilty about it. So I've been, uh, you know, trying to get better at that, too. And it actually worked a little bit this week, just kind of like consciously being like, that's how it's going to be. I got to do that. Don't be emotional about it. Just be objective. Um, and then also just like uh, trying to remind myself more to stay in the moment I actually enjoy doing the podcast for that reason. I feel more in the moment when I do something like this just because I'm engaged the whole time. And even though I'm reflecting and thinking about future and past things, uh, there's a sense of it. I don't know if this is even going to make sense, but it almost feels different because I'm saying it out loud and I'm talking about it right now. And I, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I still feel like it's weird. Like, that's the thing. I didn't really want to get into all that uh, right now. I mean, not that I even did, but I mean, I didn't get into everything, but, you know, I didn't really want to talk about like how I'm feeling and like my own stress and anxiety and shit like that with where I'm at in life. But then part of me was like, I don't know, after I got that email from uh, what was that gentleman's name? Hold on. I think his name was Sam. I don't want to get that wrong, though. Let's find out. Yeah, Sam Shepard. I don't know. You know, like, it made me, it reminded me that, like, I don't know. I guess people seem to like it when, you know, someone talks openly about their own fucking psychotic brain, you know. Um, but, yeah, man. I mean, Yeah. Fucking, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I don't know, but some of y'all seem to like it, so here it is. I feel like the listener, the average listener for my podcast anyway is like <laughs> just like a few drum nerds anyway, and I feel like those are the people that would like most appreciate hearing about that shit, that like, you know, somebody that quote-unquote does this shit professionally, you know, still has these like feelings of doubt himself, which I do constantly. I mean, it's fucking exhausting, especially the last couple of years, but you know, I don't know, man. Um, but at the same time, like it, uh, reminds me of something, you know, it's like at a certain point you have to be able to say to yourself, like that, even if you have self doubt, like, Nope, you know, if you're feeling bad about yourself or you're playing, you have to be like, no, I'm still good enough to like have a career if I want that, you know, because, you know, I don't know. I can't remember why I was about to talk about that, but 
anyway, I mean, I do always, I have, I constantly have self doubt about my playing. I think that's just part of being as neurotic as I am. It's like what drives you, but it's also what sometimes keeps you from feeling as much enjoyment out of it. Um, but yeah, I will say like, thankfully going on tour with light the torch did definitely like give me more of a confidence boost that I hadn't had in a while because during the pandemic I didn't play a show after like the first year of not playing a show. And then I realized I was like putting on some weight too. And I was just feeling generally depressed. I was like, shit. Like, I don't know. My confidence definitely went down, which I don't think I'm alone in. I feel like that was probably something a lot of people experienced during the pandemic. And it's like, now that I've like, I feel like I almost kind of like rode a bike for the first time in a while. And I got, you know, you know, I never really forgot cause you don't, but you know, I got used to it again. And now, you know, that like that going on tour and being like, Oh yeah, I can go on tour. I can be, I am confident enough to like play shows and not fucking have a panic attack or some shit, you know? And not that I've ever had a panic attack before a show, but I, I do like get really anxious. And I felt that way at the beginning of this tour too. Like, I mean, I was super anxious before the first few shows and I was anxious every night cause that's just how I am. But the first few, especially, you know, it felt like, I don't know. It was just like, I hadn't done it in so long, dude. Like that was the longest break I'd ever had since starting to tour, you know, over 10 years ago, you know, that's the longest break I ever had. So it was just like, really weird feeling. And I had at the beginning of the tour, especially I had a ton of self doubt, like, like not with the show, but like, like I was anxious as fuck about the performing side of it too, for the first few days. But the other thing that was weird and that I wasn't expecting at all was like the first week or so of the tour, I didn't talk to anyone else about this except for Woody who, uh, Matt Woods, the sound guy who I talked about in my last episode, sick guy. I love him. He's a friend for life now. And, uh, he rules. Uh, I had, I, I connected with him and we talked a lot and we got to know, I got very comfortable with him very quickly. And, uh, I did at one point talk to him about this stuff. Cause like one thing I've learned too, is to not, if you're having like doubts about like what you even want, <laughs> in music and in this career pathway and stuff, you don't want to talk to like members of the band that you're working for. It's just not professional, you know? Like, so I didn't want to go up to Fran and be like, Hey Fran, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm feeling a little anxious. I don't even know if I want a tour anymore. I don't know, <laughs> you know? And that, cause that's the feelings I was having, but I felt like I could talk to Matt, uh, Woody about it because like, I don't know. I felt like even though I was a performer, I was like kind of more in the, crew you know I was a hired gun and uh and Woody and I were always like we were always the people hanging out in the hotel room on the days off and we just I don't know we were always hanging out like I got to know him really quickly and I felt like I could we had some kind of intimate talks uh early on and it just made me a lot more comfortable around him and but you know I definitely like at the beginning of the tour it had just been so long since I'd lived that way like surrounded by people in a moving vehicle sleeping where at first I was like, dude, I don't know if I like this. Like, like the show itself, the first few nights, like, even though I was anxious, the shows were still good, but just the rest of the day, I was just like, dude, I don't know, man, this is fucking weird. I don't know if I can handle this. Uh, 
but I, I kept reminding myself like, dude, I need to like give myself time. I haven't done this in like two years. I'm with all new people, you know, and I, I talked to Woody about it here and there just to like keep my sanity. And he actually, you know, said that to me. He was like, dude, you know, I, he was like, I hear you, you know, at the same time, you know, I think you should give yourself a bit of time. And he basically said everything I just said. He was just like, you know, you haven't done this in a couple of years. No one has like, you know, and, and sure enough, man, like halfway through the tour, not even halfway. Like I started, it's like, I got into my tour routine and I was like, Oh yeah, I do like this. I forgot, you know? And I think that, so I, I know that like, cause I saw like Craig Reynolds, you know, I don't, I think he's posted online, like, and I've seen other people too that are on tour and they're like going to gyms and shit. And like on our tour, like if we had done that, we weren't supposed to, <laughs> we definitely were not supposed to do anything like that. And it seems like, I don't know. I almost like think it's irresponsible. Like no, no disrespect to Craig. He knows I love him. I would tell him this myself, but like, you know, to me, I'm kind of like, what are all y'all doing? Like, we're still technically in this pandemic, but I guess everyone's also kind of like just over it now, but whatever. I don't know. I mean, what I'll say is like a lot of tours I've heard of people getting COVID the tour I was on only one person got COVID the entire time. And it's cause I felt like we were all pretty careful for the most part. And you know, do I think I want to go out and do every tour like that for the rest of my life? No, fuck no. I want to be able to go to a gym again too in the future on tour. And I feel like that would increase my enjoyment of touring again, even more if I could like go out and do stuff and go to the gym and stay healthy and blah, 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 blah. But you know, on this last tour, like we really weren't supposed to do that. And it was the first one back. So, um, you know, we, we were just trying to follow the rules and get through it without anyone getting COVID. And thankfully we did, but yeah, I mean, what everyone else is doing on tour, I guess is, I don't know. It seemed like a bunch of tours started like right after our tour started. And by the time their tours started, some of the restrictions were kind of already becoming more lenient and, uh, but our tour started when it wasn't quite as lenient. So like it just stayed stricter for the whole thing. And it was so shocking. I still am not used to like when I go out right now at home, no one's fucking wearing masks and no one's wearing a mask in the gym, which I don't either now. I mean, I'm vaccinated and all this shit, but I'm in the gym, not wearing a mask. And I'm like, dude, this feels fucking weird. I had to wear a mask all the time for like six weeks and I'm still not used to like how no one is anymore. <laughs> it's just fucking weird. But you know, I do look forward to it becoming more and more normal, um, to just like, I just hope it's safe. I don't know. I mean, I guess who fucking knows, dude, I don't know what to think about all that anymore. I just want to be able to travel and tour again. I also don't want people to get sick and die and all that shit, but goddamn. Yeah. Anyway, what was I even trying to talk about with this whole point? I don't even know. I do think when I'm on tour, I do like it you know, and I get into a routine on tour that I like and I enjoy, I enjoy it in a very different way than I enjoy being at home. And, and at one point, like I said at, earlier on in this episode, I was just kind of like, ah, shit, I don't even want this to end because I'm going to have to go home and, uh, face realities of like, you know, bigger picture in life. And that was also, to be honest, partially why I didn't take this fill-in gig. I, I mean, I couldn't, I had a conflicting thing, but like part of me also is like, dude, I feel like if I go back on tour right now, even if I could, it would be like almost me like trying to like ignore 
some of the other stuff I have going on that I need to like try and get a handle on, you know, like what I'm going to do in terms of where I move. And I don't know, like my, my own personal physical health, not to mention my own mental health, but I almost felt like if I went right back on tour, knowing that after that tour, I'd probably go back on tour again and I'd be on tour until like July or something. I, I felt like it would be, it almost would have been a way of me trying to like just escape from my problems mentally. And I don't know if that was, would have been the healthy choice. I don't know. Ultimately it didn't matter. I couldn't do it anyway, but like part of me was like, I really think I need to focus more on myself for a little bit and trying to figure out what's next and get myself feeling healthy again. So yeah, anyway. Um, but I do think, you know, I do like touring. I do want to keep touring. Um, I'm still terrified right now that like, it's like, I don't know, you know, if we go on tour again in May, June, uh, I don't know what would come after that. I don't know how long it'll be. It's, it stresses me out to think that like, I don't know, like if we can only tour the U S I don't know, man, like there's only so many times you can tour the U S in a year and it's like, well, monetarily, is that going to be good enough? Should, should I start trying to figure something else out because we're not going to be able to go to Europe anytime soon? Or what if light the torch? What if I don't keep working for him? Blah, 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 blah. My mind just goes a million places. So like, I don't know, man, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but my point is it was interesting. I guess that for me, like even on the span of this tour, it was like at the beginning of it, I really was like not having an existential crisis, but just having a crisis of like, you know, internally, I, I didn't, none of this was other than when I talked to Woody about it a little bit, I kept all this to myself. Um, because I knew in my head, I was just like, this isn't like, <laughs> there's no point in me bringing this up. Like, <laughs> it's not like I'm going to like be like, Hey guys, uh, I'm feeling weird and stressed out and uncertain about everything. So I'm going to leave. <laughs> like I've, I like knew, I remember like the second day I was like, shit, do I like doing this? And I looked down at the laminate and I was like, holy shit, dude, this tour is so long. And I was just like, I better buckle in, you know, because it's I'm not going to leave. So fucking, you know, I knew I was in it. But then thankfully, obviously, I felt very differently shortly thereafter. And I, I, I was like, oh, wait, I do enjoy this. I just need to give it some time. And that's a very weird feeling. Like it also goes to show you, I feel like that, you know, when you're not, when something is outside of your comfort zone, which touring is for me, live performing in general is for me. I mean, I've done it a ton, but as I have said in the past, if I can be a live performer, I fucking truly believe anyone can be because I'm anxious as hell and I'm out of my mind and not literally, but kind of, you know, and, (laughs) and like, it's just like, if I can, somehow force myself to do that and actually get to a point where I'm enjoying it. Anyone can. Cause like, I don't know, man, I'm fucking out there in terms of angst, but you know, anyway, my point is, uh, shit. What is my point? What was I saying? Oh man, I was about to go off on a, I had a good point. What was I going to say? Shit. Uh, I don't remember. God damn it. I don't know. Oh, I do remember. Um, I think it's a good point to make that, like, you know, if you are 
doing something that is outside of your comfort zone, it's really important to understand, I think, that you're not, it's going to be scary and uncertain initially. And you're going to be like second guessing yourself and you're going to be so anxious because it's so different than what you're used to. Uh, that you're going to have all kinds of feelings. But it's important to, like, when that happens, I think, to give it some time and uh, understand that, like, you might just be uncomfortable for a while, but the human body and mind will adapt to anything. And, like, you might either quickly or not as quickly adjust and then come to find that you're actually enjoying it. And that's when your comfort zone starts to really expand, in my opinion. Um, you know, for me, that's always been the case and that's definitely, and I feel like it happened really quickly for me because it wasn't anything new. Like I had experienced this before, just not quite on that level from not touring for a couple years. But like I knew in my head, I was like, uh, I feel weird. I don't know if I'm even enjoying touring. This was in like the first days of the tour. And I was like, I just need to give it time. I could feel very differently two weeks from now. So, and sure enough, I did. So that's my point, I guess. Um, you know, that sometimes you just got to give shit time. And I guess I should take my own advice and try to fucking chill about, you know, the future um, and where I'll live and all that shit. And I'll have some time to myself this coming weekend and for the next couple weeks. Thank goodness. No, no disrespect. My mom knows I love her more than anything on the planet. But, you know, I'm also 30 and I would like some some sometimes slightly more isolation, you know. But, um, so that's nice. I'll focus on that for now. Oh, it's been refreshing to get into some of this stuff. So anyway, I just thought some of you guys would like to take a little peek into my brain, uh, in terms of like, you know, the angst and stuff I've felt and stuff I'm feeling lately in general. So there it is. Um, what else did I want to say? I feel like there was some other shit I wanted to talk about. So maybe I'll even do another episode before next, next Wednesday, but We'll see. Um, Wednesdays, I think what I'm going to do ultimately is, you know, do a, an episode like Tuesday night, which is what I'm doing right now, and then upload it so it's like there on Wednesday morning for people, you know, so it comes out technically on Wednesday. That's what I'm thinking. Let me know what you think about that in the Discord if you dig that or if you'd still prefer me do Monday or Tuesday. Um, but I think I might like Wednesday. We'll see. Uh, anyway, other than that, lately I have been revisiting Bob's Burgers. Uh, I really enjoy that show. I didn't initially because I first watched Archer. So H. John Benjamin, I always hear as Archer, but I am definitely more used to him being Bob now um, than I used to be anyway. But there's some really good parts in that show. I've been enjoying revisiting some of that. Um, I started watching the new season of Ozark. I really enjoyed the other seasons, but I haven't, I don't know. I think because Ozark is like mildly stressful in a way because it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if anyone hasn't seen it. I don't want to spoil it, but they're like doing some crazy shit and there's drugs and money laundering and shit like that, you know? So it's like kind of a stressful thing. And I feel like lately given my state of mind and shit, I just need like slightly more, uh, happy, uh, you know, simplistic morality, you know, always going to have a happy ending shows kind of thing, you know, um, aside from maybe South Park, which maybe doesn't always have a happy ending, but it takes a comical approach to everything. So it's, uh, 
still happy in a way. Um, I always, you know, watch South Park, but yeah, so I've been watching Bob's Burgers, a little bit of South Park. Haven't really started any other shows lately. Um, I did just order a custom drum wrap for a snare drum um, that a buddy and I are going to... It's this marching snare Anoop gave me that I plugged all the holes in. I think I might have put a picture of it on my Discord, but we're going to cut it down and uh, do a bunch of shit. But I don't even know. He he doesn't even know that I actually ordered the wrap. We talked about doing this months ago, like cutting this drum down and like doing the new bearing edges. But I just figured I'd order the wrap now because I remembered. <laughs> and like, I was like, ah, it'll probably take like a month or something to get it. So in the meantime, I'll, I got to email him this week and see if he wants to plan out some time to do that. We definitely are going to make a YouTube video about it because he does YouTube stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm going to do this. Uh, Oh, I also am going to do a new instructional video. I had a great idea. I'm not even going to tell you about it right now because also it's getting late as shit and I should go to bed. But um, I'm going to do this Tama video first, the tuning video. Probably then, realistically, I'll probably try to knock out some more drum videos. I do have a few on deck as well. I'm going to put one up next week. Then I might put up one of these Whitechapel videos. I don't know. I got to talk to Zach. I don't... I mean, technically, they can't, like stop me from putting up a video and I mean I don't think they would anyway but I also don't want to do anything that would step on their toes like I for the most part I you know I respect and got love for those guys and uh you know even though I left I don't you know want to do anything that makes them mad they might be trying to like I don't know well I guess they put up a fucking music video that still had me in it I hadn't even seen that I thought it I watched like a second of it and then I was like, ah, I don't want to watch this. So <laughs> I didn't even finish watching it. But uh, yeah, I mean, ah, what a weird situation that was, man. It was really just came down to business and one person insanity. But yeah, that's, uh, you know, I don't need to get back into that. But I really want to put up some of the Whitechapel videos uh of these other songs I did from the new album. So I might do those upload one of those afterward. I'm not going to put them all up at once. I did four others, but you know, I'm really proud of that album. Uh, even though I'll never get to play any of it live, I'm still really proud of it. So, um, but yeah, then I might try to knock out some other drum videos other than those. And then, uh, and other than the stuff I already have on deck. And then I do want to do this instructional video. So trying to keep busy. Anoop and I also, um, he so I took all the samples for Anoop and I's next uh, RS drums contact instrument. Um, I took all the samples for the new one a while ago during the pandemic, I guess. And then it's kind of on. It's like Anoop's job now to kind of like he does all the processing and I did the sampling, and so it's kind of like. I've just been kind of like waiting for him to do that whenever he has time. I mean, I'm not, I don't care when he does it or anything like, but whenever he gets around to kind of like getting everything to sound the way he wants and, you know, he sends me stuff the whole time too. Like that's the thing. He started sending me some demos of it, like taking some of the samples and processing them. And cause we want the next one. I, I think our mistake was the first one for starters. There's way too many samples, some of which I don't even think are that great. So like, it was just too much and we were approaching it too much like drummers. Like the reality is, is that like people want something that's just like plug and play. So like we got to just like make something that sounds a little bit better out of the box 
and has less options. You know, I mean, we're still going to have options, but it just can't be. I don't even Inso bothers me in a way sometimes because it takes too long to load up on my on my shitty ass MacBook Pro, old 20, 2012, 2013 MacBook Pro. And it's like, I mean, it does the job and it, it works, but it, it takes a long time to load up the samples. There are a lot of samples in Inso. So we learned a lot doing that. Um, but we definitely want to take things in a slightly different direction. I'm still really proud of Inso. Like I like it. And when I do use it, when I get a mix dialed in, like for demoing purposes, it's fucking great, but it's just like, I want something that's a little more plug and play. Even, even myself, I feel that way. Like when I sit down to demo something or if I'm going to sit, send something to a band, I don't, you know, I don't always want to like sit down and dial up a mix or something. I mean, if anything, I, you know, I have a template that I use to like, you know, create a new session if I'm doing something new, but, um, it would still be nice to just be able to like load up the, up the plugin without anything. And, you know, yeah. I also want to get an amp modeler cause I have this guitar and I've had some ideas. I want to like, uh, fuck around with kind of doing what a noob does with his solo stuff, but I don't really want it to be like metal. I had some ideas. I don't know. That's, you know, I'll save that for the next episode, but I don't know when I'm even going to get around to that because I, I have a bunch of other stuff I want to do first, but that's also on the, in the cards. Uh, and despite how hyper I might seem during times in the last hour, I have not had any coffee in at all since earlier today, but I do have an espresso machine now and I fucking love it and I use it every day and it's amazing. And that's the whole story. Uh, anyway, I'm going to shut up and go to sleep, but I hope you guys enjoyed some of this. Um, tonight you know i'm glad i talked about some of that stuff and just like brought it up for your all's sake anyone out there that i don't know is maybe feeling stressed and anxious you know we all get that way sometimes but uh yeah i don't know i feel like there was some other shit i wanted to talk about but this episode's too long already so i will shut up and i will talk about whatever i wanted to talk about in the next one and uh yeah that's what we'll do so i hope you all are well thank you for listening tune in next week i'm gonna do another episode wednesday is probably gonna be the day if anything it'll just be sooner than that if i decide to do monday or tuesday so until then y'all take care uh and again rest in peace taylor hawkins shout out to him for just being a fucking legend and uh, i was very sad to hear about that this week and you know i wish all the best to friends and family of his and you know sad sad stuff but he was sick so we'll leave on a positive note that Taylor Hawkins was sick, great drummer, sick guy, inspired a lot of people, wrote sick music with a sick-ass dude that is Dave Grohl, and that is fucking legendary. So, legend. Rest in peace. All right, guys, until next week, uh, see you soon. Keep it real.